0: Welcome to the new episode of Quarter Quest Comics on the Cheap. Can I ask you a question before we begin? Have you ever wanted to have your own podcast? If so, we'd like to recommend Podbean. We've been using it for the last three years and we love it. It's easy to use and the customer support is amazing. Just go to podbean.com and enter the code hauntedlog at checkout and get your first month of podcasting for free. That's podbean.com Haunted Log. Now, on to the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Quarter Quest Comics on the Cheap podcast, a bi weekly discussion about diving through the
1: dirt bins and pulling out gold. Welcome back to the new episode of Quarter Quest Comics on the Cheap podcast, where we talk about three different comics from three different eras the 60s, and 70s, the 80s, independence, and 90s to today. So uh, everything costs less than a buck most of the time. Who's got first?
0: That would be Kirk. Okay, so. I did. What if number eight? What if the world knew Daredevil
2: was blind? Is that the first series or the second series?
0: This is from April 1st, 1977. first, nineteen seventy-seven. First series, okay. Uh, the creative, the writer was Donald Glut, and the artist was Alan Cooperberg. And the plot is: What if uh, Electro? revealed Matt Burdock's blindness. All the world's criminals find out and use this to their advantage. With this in mind, Matt Burdock has surgery to restore his eyesight. By doing this, he loses his other heightened senses. Hearing that Dee Dee is blind, the owl, talk about your D-list villains, tries to defeat him by confusing his other senses. Finds out that this isn't the case and is defeated. That was the whole story of what if the world found out Daredevil was lost.
1: Usually they die at the end. Like a lot of those. Like, uh, what if Peter Parker wasn't Spider Man and like Flash Thompson got it? He dies. Um,
2: or something horrible. Yeah. Right,
0: no, this just ends with. You know. Nice. And then there was a- another what if. It was, what if a spider was bitten by a radioactive human? And it's just the Spider Man origin story in reverse. And it was hilarious. There was this spider that looked like freaking Peter Parker, and he's teaching like physics and stuff. Yeah, it was was horribly written, but quite hilarious to see the spider looking like Peter Parker. Uh, the likes, the use of Owl as a villain also Spider-Man teamed up with Daredevil with Electro and that's how the world found out that he was blind because Spider-Man found out the only thing I did not like about this book the artist apparently could not draw the Watcher I kept thinking it was the Kingpin oops
2: well, he was like book, maybe he was supposed to be. <laughs> was,
0: he was like he had a big head, which the Watcher has a big head, but it was a fat big head, and his body was fat. And I'm like, when did the Kingpin become the Watcher?
1: So that's the next what if. That's the next what if. What if the Kingpin was the Watcher? There you go. <laughs> which right.
2: will promptly be put into continuity because that's what they always do. Yep. yep. <laughs> We're out of ideas. What did we do with what if? Oh, there we are.
1: <laughs> okay. Hey, we're for Ben Riley. Yep. It's for Thor. It's for Conan.
0: So, I, I always love what if. Some of them are good, and some of them are like, you oh, know, there's two out there. But this one was really good. But,
2: anyway, that's what I got. Cute. Alright, so I'm up next. I've got DNA agents. Uh, this came out in March of '83. What is your number? Uh, one. Oh, I don't know why I had to look at that. I knew that. Uh, <laughs> and the writer was Mark Evanier, and illustrated by Will Magganton. Nani. Apologize to the artist. And it was inked by Al Gordon. Uh, so this is a book from Eclipse Comics. I ran across all well, the first. 18 issues. you are like, "Oh, okay, why not? Give it a shot. 18 issues should be good enough to find out if I like the book or not. Um, so this is the story of Surge, Rainbow, Tank, Amber, and Sham. And uh, they were all genetically created. And it really doesn't get into why they were necessarily created. They they were there. And the owner of the company's daughter gets kidnapped and he doesn't want to pay the ransom, so he's using these individuals as a way to go out on their first mission and rescue his daughter. And uh, you've got the cocky one with Surge, and Rainbow's the, like the telekinetic one, and Tank's the muscle. Amber can fly around and move things a little bit, and Sham apparently just you really don't see what Sham does until, you know, all Sham does is actually follow around to everybody else and trying to replicate exactly what they do. Um, and happens to be the younger of them. Anyhow, the rescue mission goes awry and they are attacked, but there's some stuff going on in the background and Tank's trying to figure out why they aren't able to... why the bad guys aren't hitting them. They're like just missing to make it look like a good fight, but it was... A, all staged kind of thing and uh they rescue the daughter Serge gets ma- or the daughter gets mouthy with Serge Serge gets ticked off about it, throws her in a trash can because he figures he'll never see her again they send the kids off to college and uh they're there and they need to protect somebody at the college and it's the daughter and that's how the book ends it, it was a long read, but it was really good. They took the time to develop the characters. They got you to let, figure out kind of what each character can do, excluding Sham. The art is absolutely fantastic. This is an 80s comic, so, I mean, it's a little bit cheesy in parts. But, uh, overall, a fantastic read. All these books are relatively cheap, except for, what was that, 24, Nick? That's yeah, it's the one with, um... Rainbow. Rainbow on the cover. That's oh, the only Dave one. Stevens, yeah. Yeah, it's the only one that's got any true value to it. Uh, so if you can find him, absolutely pick up a couple issues. Check it out. The characters are really interesting. And for once, they made the muscle guy seem somewhat, somewhat intelligent, opposed to the point at something and I'll smash it kind of thing. So, yeah.
1: It was crazy, like, Mark Evaniere, or whatever his name is, I think like, it's really hard to say, <laughs> but um, he worked on Groove also. And he does the Garfield cartoon that's on Netflix.
2: Really? Yeah. That is quite plans. the... Uh... <laughs> it's
1: insane. The cartoon is insane. So. Um, so I have the 90s to today, so I have picked up Monster in My Pocket number 3 from 1991 from Harvey Comics. <clears throat> Sorry. It's one of those stupid cold things. Book Okay, yeah, it's made for kids, so it's really easy to read. It's about a group of monsters that were actually real-life monsters that got shrunk down to an inch size, and they found their way to Los Angeles and live with this kid in their mini-little adventures. This one is about the Tyrannosaurus Rex gets loose, and it's one of the evil monsters that, um, that got shrunk down. And it's Godzilla's going. Like, uh, he's going around trying to find parts in the house that remind him of radioactive substances, and he eats them and grows bigger and bigger. And you know, the monsters all fight, and they just defeat him, and, you know, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's, not that, it's not a great in-depth story. Yeah, the artwork kind of is kind of bland. It's kind of flat. Um, but it is the artist is Gil Kane, and written by Wayne McDuffie. And the thing that I always hates I hate so much is once digital coloring came in, the colorist was obsolete, mm-hmm. and it just says colorist by in color. No, I'm sorry. There's a dude that actually had to do this. Had to go panel by panel and paint this in the computer, not just an AI painted this. It's so stupid. Like this guy doesn't get credit because the sist. Like what do you have like a thing with the company that does the coloring software, that they have to be the one that gets the credit for it. I hate that. But on than that, would I buy more? No.
2: <laughs> I second that. I've got several issues of it, and it's not good. <laughs> it's not.
1: <laughs> the, the only funny part was uh, there's a troll in here called the Jotun Troll, He's based on North, North mythology. He's got multiple heads, and they all arguing with each other instead of fighting like the the Tyrannosaurus Rex comes up and he's like um should we fight this guy no let's have a quorum let's talk about what we should do other than fighting and yeah everybody else is like just get out of our way and we'll fight this thing (laughs) I got it for a dollar I mean it's worth a dollar but alright so that was a very quick episode yup and uh talk to you guys in two weeks see ya see ya